The Grappling Hour is brought to you by Ludagear, athletic support items created by grapplers for grapplers. Fire Grub Meal Prep. Meal Prep. Done right. to you that the gentleman that we have coming up first um i don't know exactly how much time he spent on the mats but i know toward the end of the day it was a much quicker day uh and one that i was kind of jealous of because uh he made a final look super easy and i think made history this weekend in being the shortest match in adcc trials history so ladies and gentlemen why don't we go and welcome fresh <coughs> off of his major win at adcc trials aaron tex johnson Sir, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Very well. Thank you so much for asking. What does it feel like when they come up to you and they say, hey, we think that you have the shortest match of all time in ADCC trials history? Well, nobody told me that, actually. Uh, it didn't It didn't actually leak to me until, I think, like yesterday or the other the other day. Like, nobody told me about that. But, I mean, I have the fastest submission in Bellator history also. So it's one of those things that I've, I've gotten pretty good at doing is finishing people pretty fast. It's just kind of like now I have the puzzle pieces to like do the long endurance matches also. Mm-hmm. Do you, Well, I mean, I don't think you get upset that you don't get to show that you're able to run marathons and jiu-jitsu. You'd rather go home and, you know, call it a day quicker, I'm assuming. Oh, for sure. I mean, anytime there's anything on the line, my, my motto is to attack first and ask questions later. And I think people know that about me, so they that's why they tap normally more than not also. <laughs> Aaron, what was your mentality like coming into this weekend's ADCC trials? Everybody's in a different place. Um, you know, you're an active competitor. You're very solid. When your name was up there, I had put you as one of the early favorites. But what is your mentality like? Um, so like, I, I kind of got like this new mindset in life. I've been reading these books, uh, by, I think it's Tim Grover. They're the relentless guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Gianni Grippo reads them too. He trained like, uh, guys like Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. Right. And he talks all about, you know, this thing called the cleaner, you know, you know, they have people that are supposed to be like clutch and he's like well clutch people only show up sometimes he's like cleaners always show up and i've been reading it since before uh nogi pan ams mm-hmm. and uh, he talks about like how we have dark sides and how you know we have to go to those dark sides to find our our zone you know when we're competing we have to find our zone um and it's it's a very it's a very uh it's a very funny place it's it's not anger driven because aggression causes mistakes when we when we fight off emotions but it is like so one of my dark sides is is i don't mind hurting people in competition that's just this is what it is what it is i I just uh you tap i'm gonna let go obviously you know i don't hold on to stuff like paul harris and you know like i would never want to do that to anybody but i i don't mind like you know me and tom just had a fight and i ripped on his foot the first thing and he smiled and laughed and i was like ah fuck this is one of those guys like i loved it but i was like yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get stuck in that fucking bear trap like i'm gonna like i'm gonna pull out and i'm gonna be smart and get more submission attempts and because he's not gonna tap i mean maybe i mean his posture was too good in the in the guard to to pull off like an armbar triangle attempt like i was this weekend but because he's such a solid you know He's also a solid competitor, so I mean, right. it's really hard to tap black bolts in that stuff. But you know, so I mean, did the warm up? Did that feel like a warm up? I guess maybe I'm getting ahead of the of the cart here. Did it feel like a warm up to have 
that fight to win going into the ADCC, especially with a tough competitor like Tom? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was a great warm-up for, for, for I mean, so was Nogi Pan Ams, you know? Nogi mm-hmm. Pan Ams with Jackson Souza, Roberto Sabalas, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, these are all, like, all great warm-ups to these, these big events. Yeah. Uh, the end goal things, like next year being at the ADCC with Bouchesha, Felipe Pena, Gordon Ryan. I mean, the, the laundry list of people, you know. Um, it's it's the bigger picture is always what we're looking at, regardless, you know. Um, to me personally, I, I not like I don't like ADCC rule set. I, I think it also it forces a lot of like bad wrestling matches and like mm-hmm. the first like. Like the first four minutes is like two jujitsu guys like trying to pretend like they know how to fucking wrestle and it's like you just pull guard. <laughs> like yeah. do you know do you know jujitsu? Do you know what like a guard like jujitsu's for the guard. Right. And like you forget about that sometimes. I think people forget a lot about like like you're meant to be taken down in jujitsu and fight off your back. Yeah. Did, did we forget this whole like scenario? Like the smaller <laughs> guy winning I guess I was the smallest guy in the division this weekend. And beat everybody, like, I mean, dude, I mean, we're meant to be fighting off our backs. And, like, I mean, I I can't give enough credit to Marilla Santana, the Meow Twins, and, like, all my training partners. But, like, them specifically of, like, watching impassable guards and attacking off of being passed. Like, I mean, the counterattacks off of passing, the guard retention that – Nobody knows the wedges and the fucking mm-hmm. leverages points that nobody teaches because it's all like, oh, well, you put the foot on the hip and then you turn into this and then you do this. And it's like, well, what, what am I listening to? Like, what are you <laughs> teaching me? Like, that's like, I get that that's jujitsu, but it's like, sure. break it down. Sure. Let's let's look at the like <clears throat> now I get to train with like Eddie Cummings and, you know, he trained with John. And I mean, John's like a philosopher. Like, I don't need to get into like five page essays about every move. But like, I mean, come on, guys, let's let's think about jujitsu a little bit. Let's think about it more deeply than what like what most people teach. And that's where I'm going. Like, of, of course, with my school, when I started, it's going to be like an elite level academy. Like people are going to either you're going to be a hobbyist, which is great, too, or you're going to be an elite level competitor and we're going to give you what you need. You know, so I want to I want to stop you right here because okay, uh, the reason why is I see on the the video it looks like you're peering up just based on it. This is a yeah, we're getting much better right here. Now okay, good. All right, because and again, this is partially selfish because uh, I have a very large head that fills up a lot of the room, and so but not as big as mine. Dog, I fill up more of this room <laughs> than you right now. Oh, okay, okay. When we see each other I'm, in person again, we'll probably we'll have to compare. But like, from I'm, my I'm in a janitor's room. I'm in a janitor's room. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is much better. Thank you so much okay, for good. correcting me. All right, no worries. I didn't want people to not hear what you're saying because, first of all, I think it's really cool that you're you're applying what people are talking about in books to competition mentality, and so it, it shows me a sense of sports psychology that I think is so void in so many aimless competitors' mindsets. And I think that's what makes them uh, a little bit erratic sometimes when they compete. So that was your mindset going in. What is it like day of for you? So uh, you want to talk about the process of getting into the zone? Where do we go? Yeah, because, I mean, it's one thing to talk about it in theory. Like, you can read it in a book for as long as you want, but then the actual day comes, and it's a completely different shift. Yeah, or or like you can implement it into training, but then you get to the competition, and you shit the bed. Yep. Okay, so typically what it consists of is uh, I I get really close to Marillo. I I talk to Marillo a lot. Uh, I tell him game plans, strategies. I tell him what I'm gonna do, and then I I listen to his, of course, his uh, opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it doesn't mean that that's what I'm gonna do always because of what he says that's not that's not a it's not a cleaner's job to to always implement what everybody else wants you to do it's it's for you to do your game it's like i even though we talked about the the finals i was like i'll probably pull in the finals hmm. and he's like well well you can get shot in on it. i was like yeah i'll probably let him take me down but then 
in the finals, it was funny. We'll talk about the psychology of that after. But uh, <clears throat> so what I'll do is is I'll get real close to talk to my coach, get around my teammates, make sure everybody's doing okay. All right, and then I start getting into my zone. It's 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 like it gets real quiet. It's real dark. Uh, it's just it's kind of like this this chill that comes over me. My teeth start to chatter. I stare at my like like my my opponent, and I just watch them. I watch their body language. I watch what they're how they look. I know how I feel. I wonder how they feel. I want to see what they're doing. Are they scared? Am I in their head? And then that doesn't matter even if they are. They're not scared. It's okay. It's good too. It means they won't run during the fight, which makes my entries a lot better. A lot of people run from me. They'll, they'll, they'll turn away and try and run or like try and get out of bounds in points tournaments. But at ABCC, that's frowned upon, so they know. So it's even better for me like – you can't always like run, and now with the with the my great Baron Bolo game and the back take game, if you turn your back to me, I'm probably gonna jump on your back, and mm. that's not a good place for you to be. Mm. Or I'll enter a leg entanglement from there, and I'll just I'll, I'll put you in a calf slicer or whatever whatever it is, you know, wherever it's gonna go. Mm. I'll let my jujitsu do what it does, and and also force positions that I want. When that is happening, and, and you do see right away, I mean, let's walk through the day. Let's start it off. Your first match, you were able to get a sub within 35 seconds. So, already, that's a good way to start off the day. It's a great way. So, uh, coming out, I knew this guy was scared. He had already posted, oh, I'm not looking forward to facing Tex Johnson in my division. So, I kind of like, they, they put him up against me. He came out really overly aggressive and spastic. He's a blue belt. Um... I mean, I knew the only way to get beat was by being dumb in jujitsu and like, like getting aggressive with him, which is what he was trying to push. He was trying to push the hand fighting to the face, the slaps. And people are seeing this now, you know, a lot from Wagner Hosha and a lot of other guys. Like, like okay, man, like smacking's not part of jujitsu. And if that's like, I mean, I'm not just talking shit about Wagner, but like, this is not jujitsu. You know, like I, I like if we want to fight, let's fight. Let's do a fist fight, but let's not smack we, each other. That's the whole and... thing is you're not averse to fighting at all. You have an MMA no, background. You know exactly. the difference between the two. It's just totally you're yeah, in yeah, a that's... completely different environment than where you're trying to slap hands and throw hands. And 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 we still, but we still have to keep our calm mm -hmm. and not think aggression, aggression, not anger, but aggression. Sure. So so the first thing is is he's trying to push me around, so I'm sitting back. <clears throat> and then I enter into a a triangle off of the off of his first guard pass because I got the the underhook on the far side, mm -hmm. so it's easier to pull my knee into my shoulder and then come over the top of his his shoulder line and close the triangle. So it was pretty simple, um, easily executed move. Um, so yeah. Okay, so that's a good start. Second match, I mean, you take a whole extra minute to finish your opponent. Which is yeah. making me start to worry about you. I was like, you know, 30 seconds. He finished real quick here, but now he's taking a minute 30. I just, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be able to pull through for the rest of the day. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I that guy was a, a little bit more, um, um, he made me go to A, B, and C, mm -hmm. like a couple of attacks before I could just lock in. And then he went for a slam, which is actually really good. Like we... Short slams are really bad for jujitsu. Yeah. I mean, I mean, unless you can lift me over your head and slam me <laughs> before you go unconscious. I mean, yeah. because I'm not like I actually had a fight at an IBJJF uh, tournament where I put a guy in an inverted triangle from the turtle position. He lifted me straight up over his head, and I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna hold on." Yeah, and, and and he fell, and I was like, all right, I think he's dead. Like, I mean, like we just fell like six feet up in the air with my legs trying to go around your neck. Like, that's not yeah. safe. Yeah, like, I'm not a little dude. I'm 220 pounds, <laughs> and you just picked me up like that. I was like, dude, I've never seen anybody pick me up like this. Like, it was like, and then we went to a ride. He's fine. I like him too, so it was okay. But like, it was just a crazy thing. So yeah, that guy slammed me, which actually gave me the deeper triangle. Once I had his posture broke where I was at, I knew he wasn't coming up again. So I just closed the triangle and just locked in on it. Yeah, it took me a little bit longer. 
Um, he was really strong. Uh, really strong. You just mentioned something here, and I want to stop on this, which you said you're going to A, B, and C. Are you somebody who has, like, that? I mean, I don't want to get too much into your actual regimen, but, like, are you somebody my, who has that? Instinctually, yes. Okay. Yeah. My 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 instincts are going to take me to every every position, and 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 that's where, like, like it's okay. Like I know where I'm at a lot of the times, and instinctually I know my ins and outs. I know my A game. I know my cues, and uh, I know I know where I need to be. Like we have to cue. It's like now now like training with Eddie. We have to cue our our entries and our our finishes like you would just cue a a squat for a powerlifter are your hips tight are your glutes firing is your head proper is your back is your core tight you know you just cue it like anything else in life but jiu-jitsu's way fucking harder than squatting weight i mean sure. but i mean if you're going to be a world-class athlete at squatting i mean there's coaches that are going to look at you and be like yeah your, your knee turned in just a little bit. And you're like, oh, well, fuck. You're right. Like, if you had, like, a 1,000 pounds on there, your knee's going to crumble in. Like, there's sure. no way. Right? So. I mean, I think for a number of athletes, especially at a high level, I think it's less about, you know, crazy whose jiu-jitsu is going to win that day. And more to me when I really, really see the top-tier versions of them about whose preparation is able to be executed. Because to mm-hmm. me, when I see certain athletes and I see them, like, especially with Eddie, it's like, you know, he's drilled certain leg entanglements a thousand times. I, real yeah, I know. I'm doing it now with him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, fuck. It's like, we'll show up an hour early before pro training to just drill leg entanglements or whatever he's drilling for whatever, you know, not giving mm-hmm. away whatever he wants to sure, drill. Sure. And we just drill five minutes back and forth. Bah, 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 mm. bah, bah. And it's like. And then we talk, okay, well, we got to think about this because if this cue's not there, then we need to go here. If that's not here, we need to go here. If I can't lock this up. Now, he's way more cue-driven than me. I'm more like, hey, if I grab this, it's going to break. How about right. that? And he's like, yeah, no, totally. And I'm like, yeah, see, that's how I work a little bit too. No, so, like, I kind of – I like I, – yeah, but I, I, I like the detailed stuff and I also like the – Okay, well, you know, like this is what it is. Like, I can grab this and it's gonna break. Like, totally. I mean, I mean, I, listen. I think if people have seen you compete, they've uh, they've got a, a at least a general idea of your ability to mix it up. I'm being like, yeah, this is fun and all, but um, I'm gonna break something because that's what <laughs> we're sure. here for, kids. Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing you over at uh, EBI. I was covering that EBI uh, down in Texas, and your ability to be very quick with what you want to implement is it's something to behold. Like it's really, really dangerous. I think for a number of your, your, your people who don't understand or just take you lightly, I think can find themselves in very deep trouble very quickly. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome when people take me lightly and then they're in something that like, Oh, sh-. like he's literally, he's going to rip this off. Right. Yeah. All right. You know? Let's move on over to the next one. And I, I do want to circle back to Eddie in a second, but then you've got, this guy, it's uh, Teve in your semifinal. And this one's all 14 seconds, and I think, well, he's back. So at this point, if I'm doing the math right, you're just over two minutes. So the first match was how many? 30 seconds? Yep. So 44 seconds plus a minute and a half. 44 seconds. So two minutes, 15 seconds probably? Yeah. About. Yeah. You're about right there, man. And... and yeah. Does that register to you at all? Because I know no, no, you can't just... let that shit. No, you got to go. You got to stay in your zone. But you know? even if it's not like you getting a big ego about it, it's more so having a recognition of this is good for your cardio. This is good for your uh, where you need to be because you're not exhausted. Other people might care. be coming into it. No, I don't care. It is another thing about our training regimen at, at Unity. Like you're not like. F- fucking get me tired i don't care i've been in have you seen unity pro training like especially at the old academy where we're showering in between rounds because it's literally like 100 degrees in there (laughs) their windows are shut you're in a fucking you're in a eight pound ten pound gi because of sweat and you have to move at an athletic pace Mm. 
I mean, because you're training with other black belts that are athletics and purple belt world champions, you know? Like, people don't understand, like, a purple belt world champion beats, like, at least 90% of black belts out there sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like Roberto Jimenez and, you know, Bones when he tapped Lucas Hosha at EBI. It's like, these are world champion, like, like, not to talk shit on any of them, but step your game up like kind of like this is where this is where the future is going of this sport yeah and dude when i first showed up to unity and got my ass kicked by purple belts again i was like fuck my life like i gotta be here like dude like this shit's on another level Hmm. you know let's let's finish out the discussion on adcc because i want to ask about your finals match so then you get in there you got a 30 seconds and now it brings you to maybe about three minutes altogether for a day are you finally allowed to say like, all right, that's pretty cool. I'm pretty happy now uh, that you no, were able to accomplish I didn't do that. Actually, I, I dude, I actually thought I had a concussion after, really? after the, I huh. thought I had a concussion after, after the slam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pretty sick and nauseous and I had a headache going mm-hmm. into the finals. And then I kind of was like, you know, whatever, just, we got this match. Um, you know, people were telling me, Tom had told me just to pull guard and give up the minus one. He shot in, and I I recognized during the shot that I was going to pull, but he was over my knee line. Mm. So I sprawled out and got out, and then I re-entangled upper body to get where I want it for the far side. Because I do a lot of flying arm bars. A lot of people didn't actually – I don't think people know that about me anymore is that like I will jump a flying arm bar on you. So then, like, he yanked straight up, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my – there's there's leg. I was like, oh, like, you're done. Like, I don't – like – and, I mean, it was a knee bar, and everybody called it an inside heel hook, which is just, like – inside heel hooks are amazing, and they're beautiful, and sure. they're so dangerous, so people tap to them. But, like, knee bars, like, maybe somebody tapped to a knee bar. Usually it's, like – that's even more impressive to me. Like, mm-hmm. knee bars are not sought after. And the other thing about knee bars is it also, like – kind of like keeps your feet out of danger mm-hmm. if you know how to play it right you know like there's no way of them reattacking your foot from there sure all they have to do is they clear the knee line you get another position or take the back so it was kind of like i was like oh man he's already played into my a game i put him right where I, he was already in the a game there's no way for him to get out of that a game either he only had so many scenarios and sequences to go to and and so like talk about gordon when he talks about like beating when he was beating uh that gracie guy when he's like oh i'm gonna put him in a like he he knew exactly the the steps to take because there's only so many routes that guy can get out Mm. before he just falls right into that a game yeah like or whatever you want it sure and 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 knowing jujitsu well enough now like people are getting smarter they're like oh yeah like it's like this sequence like that's the way it has to play out kind of I'm intrigued because you mentioned this as well earlier. So you were talking about ADCC. You're not really loving it. The fact that with sometimes it can look like a wrestling match that's not with great wrestlers per se. Yeah. Um, having seen this weekend's though, did you see more of what it was that you didn't like about that wrestling though, or were you seeing some elements of a mix? Like what was it that you saw in other matches other than your own? This, this, this actually, I will agree, was like a very good ADCC. But yet now we're not in the, we're not in the, we're not, we're in the trials, not, right? So people are going to be more conservative Mm -hmm. in ADCC than here. And I, I totally get that, man. Like, especially when, I mean, the only two names in my division right now is Yuri Simones and Bushesha. Mm -hmm. I mean, how conservative... But also, like, I mean, do you really, like, how conservative should you be? Should you really fuck your whole game up because you want Bushisha to rain on your fucking parade? No, fuck that, dude. Like, I mean, you guys can still hang out after the fight. He hangs out with Landry all the time, and they fight. So, I mean, it's not personal. Fucking go out there, crack his foot or whatever you got to do, and then fucking go drink a beer after or (laughs) whatever they do, you know? Just talk about it after. Be like, ah, oh, fuck, man, that was a great. Yeah, yeah, that was great. You're great too. Like, we're all great, you know. Let's was, be friends, you know. Was that what you did as a form of celebration? Did you did you do anything? Was there drinking involved as a means of you got your ADCC bid? 
No, no drinking because of the concussion, maybe. Right. So uh, I talked to Kevin after, like, the guy I have a super fight with in two weeks. And I was like, hey, you know, I, I have nausea. I have a headache. And he's like, well, let me check your eyes. And I was like, all right. So he's like, yeah, it's not dilating right. Just give it a – just don't drink tonight. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to drink. I've, I've had several concussions from getting knocked out in MMA. Mm. I mean, so, yeah, it was like one of those things where I was like, yeah, it's just – Relax, and I went to I went to the grand opening or the warm opening, soft opening of Unity. You know, mm -hmm. we just got a new gym uh, with six thousand square feet of mats. That's awesome. So you know, people used to like though they used to say like, oh, you know, they don't have the best training facility. This it's like okay, now we have the best jujitsu and the best training facility. So like, let's go. Like, let's get more training partners. Let's produce more and more world champions. You know, so. Man, it's such a positive vibe there, man. That's so cool, dude. You're mentioning this like with Eddie. Has he taken a leadership role there? Is he running it like in your interpretation, like for a, not that's just Marillo's gym? No, he doesn't. He doesn't leadership. He's not like he's there. He does pro training. It's it's Marillo's gym. Like there's no like there's no fighting there either. So it's like. It was great to have him. Mm -hmm. It's great for him and Murillo to work together, you know, because Eddie has his game. Mm -hmm. But Murillo's also got, like, a, a full spectrum. But, again, it's not up to Eddie to do everything that Murillo says, but it helps. Like, sure. if Eddie wanted to do – like, if Eddie wanted to do Nogi Worlds, he would have to extensively, like, you know, do those – those like IBJJF rules and get used to them, mm. you know, which he'll be, he would do fine at, he would do great. You know, yeah. like he's, 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 he's coming along and like, he's just, he's great, man. He's, but he's, the, he's just a part of the team. There's like, there's no, like we all know that Marillo's the leader, man. He's the general. Like that's, that's who we all look up to. That's who we respect. It's his gym. So yeah, you just know. Sure. Of course, that's more in reflection. In my opinion, yeah, you know? No, that's more as a reflection or a response to him saying that he wants – he can come in and he'll say, for pro training, I'm assuming, what you're saying here, like, hey, I want to drill these legs before we even get to the meat and potatoes of what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we talked about ABC. We talked about this. Uh, one of the things I want to ask, I actually want to go backwards in time because uh, we never had the opportunity to interview before. And when we do that, I like to ask, where does jiu-jitsu begin for you? Where does that journey start? It started at this gym called Knuckle Up Thinless in Douglasville, Georgia. So I, I was like a street fighter. I was the guy who walked in off the streets as a street fighter. I bought myself a... I bought myself a gym membership at 21. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll clean up my life. I'll stop drinking, stop smoking cigarettes. And I'll do, I'll do cardio kickboxing is where I started. Actually, it's funny as shit. Hmm. And the Muay Thai coach at the time was teaching cardio kickboxing. I'm hitting the bag and he's like, yo, like, he's like, you need to start coming to the Muay Thai classes. I was like, yeah, you know, they're expensive. Like, it costed extra money and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I can't afford the equipment. I was broke. But, you know, luckily my parents were nice, you know. They bought the equipment for me. I figured it out. I started going to Muay Thai classes. And I started having smoker smoker Muay Thai fights at Knuckle Up Sandy Springs. Mm -hmm. And... I won my first two by knockout with my jab, and then I won the finals of the third round with knees to the knees to the leg on the guy and dropped him. And then I did another one, and I had like two more fights, knocked everybody out. And then I fought two MMA smokers, and one of them I knocked the guy out, and the other one I I submitted the guy with a triangle. And they're like, "Yeah, like you, you you're." You're just you're gonna be really good at this. <laughs> like you you're not afraid of fighting. And they uh they put me in the, the jujitsu program to learn more jujitsu. I started with a guy named Carlos Farias and like Steve Hedden and there was another guy named Steve Mitchell. You know, they, they were going through a bunch of shit, man. They couldn't get their shit together on coaches. It was it was pretty funny at the time. You know, and I was, I was a fucking wreck. You know, like 
we went out and drank every night after those fights and got arrested one time after one of those fights and like my coach was like well you have to come in the next day we need to talk to you and i'm like all right i'm getting kicked out of the gym whatever blow it off and they're like no you're gonna train all day and i was like all right cool i'm hung over as fuck i'm gonna train all day <laughs> and that was fun and then like then finally like yeah steve was like yeah you keep hurting people at the gym like I don't. What's the point of jujitsu if it's not to like make people tap? And if they don't tap, you break it. Like right? And he's like, yeah, but we have clients and customers who have to pay. And I was like, all right. And he's like, well, you have to go. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> Deuces. And then like, I took a hiatus and I I went to this tournament called Ludador as a blue belt. I already had my blue belt, so I I hadn't trained jujitsu in a long time. Like probably like three months and i won like a purple belt division and got like second in the blue belt absolute and like this one guy was like yeah you, you know you need to call me and come to my gym jimmy long and he was a machado black belt so i got my purple belt under hegan machado and like after that i did mma for a while and it was like it was like win one lose one win two lose one and i was like yeah you know that shit's fun that shit's just for a paycheck, you know? It was just yeah. fun. And then it became a fucking job, and I was like, you know what? Like, getting the shit beat out of you really isn't that much fun. So, I then heard, you know, I was like, there's got to be, like, an elite jujitsu team out there. And there was. It was called Alliance, and the headquarters is in, in Atlanta. You've got Jacare, you had Cabrinha there, which Cabrinha left, and then Lucas came in, and then, you know... Lucas like did his shit and started his own gym in North Carolina. And I was like, Oh cool. You know, I'm going to follow Lucas because they didn't have any plans at the time to bring in another elite like coach mm -hmm. that I knew of. So we were like taking classes from John Thomas, which was amazing. He's a great dude, but that's not what I, I want to take classes from like world champions and that like, I'm kind of a snob, call me a snob, whatever. Um, and at the time, so I went with Lucas, and then, like, me and Lucas just could not see eye to eye on shit. Like, whatever it was, his ego or his whatever, like, we didn't see eye to eye. So I got my black belt, like, three months after leaving Alliance from Philip Smith. Like, and, like, he just called me. He's like, hey, it's time for your black belt. And I was like, all right, cool, fuck it. <laughs> But I contemplated, like, I asked my wife, I was like, no, I shouldn't do this, what should I do? And she's like, fucking go get your black belt. And I was like, all right, cool. So then I got my black belt, and I was like, I want to make a trip to New York and go to Unity. And I showed up for a tournament, like a New York Spring Open. And I had three matches. The longest match was a minute and 15 seconds against Ricardo, uh, Ricardo, what was his name? Uh, Bruno, Bruno, uh, what's it? talking about the, no, 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 Bruno, uh, the big guy in Texas, oh, Bastios, his, yeah, his brother, Ricardo yes. Bastos. So he, you know, and dude, I've researched him. I was like, dude, he's been a black belt as long as I've been training. Like, hmm. fuck. Like, I mean, but I got the straight ankle lock on him. I, I tapped, uh, Vito Solerio. You know, right before that, in like 30 seconds. Like, it was a fast-paced, another fast-paced day. Yes. You can't have everything under a minute, man, and not at the black belt division, you know what I mean? Like, you can hope for it, but you just can't do it. But, like, now I'm honing in on this, you know? Like, I'm honing, I'm figuring out my zone, mm. you know? So, and, yeah, I looked at my wife, and I was like, yo, like, I won my first black belt tournament under Marillo. Marillo coached me through it didn't really know me that well i just kind of trained with his guys and i guess he, he 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 coached me and i was like yo we're moving to new york and we did hmm. you know so i can't say thank you enough to my wife for always like being here for me like i've spent a year away from her this year just training and competing it's been really fucking hard but you know like i i always know that i don't want to waste the time here that she's given me yeah because that would be a fucking spit in her face to let me do this and then, like, waste it also, you know? It's it's really hard to, like, you know, not that she would ever think I let her down, but, like, I, I, I let myself down and everybody down by, you know, not not being who I am. And yeah. that was that was another thing. Like, I couldn't accept who I was for the longest time. You know, like, hmm. it, I, I, you know, I was one of those people who were like, oh, man, self-doubt, 
talk shit to yourself. You know, your, your jiu-jitsu sucks. And it's like, well, well how does your jiu-jitsu suck? You submitted Davi Ramos. You've done this. Hmm. You're doing this. And it's like, you know what? Fuck all that shit, man. Be you. Let it take you where you want to go, man. I mean, if you want something to change in your life, go fucking change it. You're putting up with the shit that you want in your life. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. if you don't like where you, like, people, like, it's like one of those things, like, people write me. And they're like, I don't know what to do with my jujitsu. Like, go where the fuck you want. <laughs> like, you're a 22-year-old fucking kid. Go to California. <laughs> sleep on the fucking beach and fucking surf and do jujitsu all day, motherfucker. Or <laughs> suffer here in New York where it's cold as shit during the winter. The summers are hot. It smells like shit in the city. <laughs> but, like, we have really good jujitsu too. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean. Yeah, your two options are two giant cities with great jujitsu. Like, what the fuck are you whining about? And then find some, like, there's always, like, these rich doctors and lawyers and, like, investment bankers that's like, oh, man, I think you have talent. Let me give you some money. Yeah. Like, it's always, like, it's always there. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I've kind of had that, but I've always, like, worked a job. Like, sure. But all these kids, I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. Well, guess what? Fucking do jujitsu. <laughs> it's not that hard of a life, you know? I mean, it kind of is, but it's, I mean... If you're not really doing it, like, then don't complain about it being hard because sure. it's really not. Like, I remember, like, when I first met my wife, she's like, how do you train every day and drink like that at night? And I was like, eh. Like, it's just, eh. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Right. But, like, I mean, because I train way fucking harder than I did back then. But, like, it was one of those things that I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. Well, you're, you're probably saying to her at this point, too, you're like, because I make it a priority to drink and train, but also I probably shouldn't drink as much. Are you finding, though, that one of the things I always seem to find as a connecting thread from athletes, especially if they've yeah. had a background where it maybe did include drinking or something like this, does yeah. the art of jiu-jitsu and competing replace that rush of drinking? Is it just that you, you favor it more now than any part of drinking? Uh, no, 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 because that's, like, part of my dark side. Like, that's, like, part of those things that, like, you know, like, Tim Tim touches on in his book. He's like, yo, it's, like, infidelity or, like, drinking or cocaine or, like, John Jones. Cocaine and getting sure. on a bender for him is part of his dark side. It's part of who he – that's where he goes before a fight. He, he admits, yeah. oh, I get wasted, blackout, drunk the week of a fight. Every time. He's admitted it. It's yeah. like, oh, well, that's – how can you fault him? Do that. And that's what Tim says. Whatever, whatever it is, you do that. And Marola also, like, he wouldn't tell you to do that, like drink or whatever. Sure. But it, like, like after every weigh-ins and fight the wins, I I have two or three beers after I weigh in. I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna sleep. I'm gonna eat a little bit. I'm, I'm not gonna over. I'm not gonna overeat because the the carbonation from the beer and everything's gonna fill me up a little bit more. It's good carbs. It's it's it naturally stress relieves, puts you to sleep. You wake up the next morning, you chug some fucking water, you go the next day, and you you go to fucking fight. You know you know if you don't if you don't know jujitsu, then you're fucked. If you know jujitsu, you'll be okay. Like <laughs> I, I promise you. Like that's all it is. Like be the person you are. But like every part of your day is part of your training. Whether you're teaching, whether you're relaxing. Taking a day off is part of the training. We don't do that very much at Unity, but I mean, yeah. If you need a fucking day off, take a day off, man. Like, I mean, now do you really need a day off, or are you just feeling sorry for yourself? Right. That's the problem with a lot of these, like, a lot of the people who aren't winning worlds, and they're like, oh man, like, what am I doing? Like, because like, you feel sorry for yourself too much. Yeah. There's no suck in your life, dude. I've slept on fucking jujitsu mats. I missed my wife for a year. I've fucking suffered through this. Like, like you got to find your purpose and suffer also. And this is what it was. I'm intrigued. Uh, I feel like if we ever need to really uh, <laughs> give you a job that can kind of fit your crazy schedule for jujitsu, but give you some purpose as well, we're just going to create like a 1-800 number of advice. And we're just going <laughs> to call into you and you're going to be like, Texasms? Yeah, it's just going to be like, yeah. listen, dick. I don't really have time to listen to you whine about your shit. Why don't you do something about it? Click. That'll be $40. It's like, it's like okay, it's like either either like stop talking about it or yeah. fucking go do it. Like if you're if if you can whine about something, 
you're not tired enough. Yeah. Like, you're not fucking tired enough if you have time to, like, okay, it's okay to, like, cry after training, but it's not okay to throw up because you train so hard you threw up. Like, that's some pussy shit to throw up after training. Like, train so hard that you're in pain that you cry in the shower because you're just in agony. And that's that's what world champions do. Like, yeah, I have a I have a general rule. It's it's a much softer version of what you're doing, but it's softer. It's, it's, oh, okay. it's softer well, because uh, you know I'm I'm a words guy. I train, but listen, it's just like you you mentioned. You're like you're getting your shit kicked in by like purple belt world class athletes. So you put me next to another purple belt, and I'm always like, no, 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 no. They won like worlds, and they're a fucking monster. I have a nice yeah. purple belt for me, which is great. But don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm going in being like same. Um, my nice softer version is always whenever somebody starts complaining about something, I give them the opportunity or myself to get it out and be like, just frustrated it and get it out. Yeah. But then recognize if you've spent more time complaining than you could have actually done something, then I get really aggravated because my time's usually so short that I go, I don't have time to complain. I got to just do the next thing. Yeah. So yeah. this well, is fun I and mean, all kids, but my, my my softer version is as long as you don't quit jujitsu, you can't fail. That's yeah. that's the flow grappling thing. Like it's and it's true. I mean, you don't have to be a goat. You don't have to be a legend. You don't have to be a world champion. Just don't quit, and 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 something will come of it. You know. Yeah. But that's my softer version. But the other version is when somebody's like, I want to be a world champion. I don't have any soft version for you. Like yeah, there's no, none that of that sense. because if if you want that, then. Let your mom wipe your ass until you're dead. Like I don't know what else to tell you. Like get off the get off the pot or shit. Like shit or get off the pot. Like there you go. Yeah, no, I, I mean I get it. It's it's one of those things too where, you know, you have that conversation with people. Um, you know, I used to kind of teach a little bit of um, psychology for winning, so it's usually one of those things. And when you talk to a person, you're like, do you want to win or do you want to be good? Yeah. And the smart person will say, well, why can't you be both? And you're like, aha. No. No, because so Marillo said the same thing. Like I was talking to him at the tournament, at ADCC. And I was like, you know what, Marillo, it's okay. I have good jujitsu. He's like, they don't give out gold medals for having good jujitsu. I was like, you know what, you're fucking right. He was fucking right because he he knew I was gonna probably like give up and be like, it's the finals. I have good jujitsu. He's like, don't fucking relax. Just because you have good jujitsu, gold gold good jujitsu doesn't get you a gold medal. Winning. Gives you a fuck, and then you're right. Refocus me, put me in the zone. And I went out there, thirty seconds, fifteen seconds, how long, and 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 won the trials. So it was like one of those things where he's like, "Yeah, having good jujitsu doesn't give you gold medals." No, not at all. And it's like shit, like totally, dude. And there's like, there's like there's a difference also between being like, "Man, my jujitsu's so good. I'm so good in my room," and it's like, "Yeah, a lot of people are good in their room. They're all in this building right now trying to get this fucking bid." And yeah, fucking these off. are all these are all the sharks in the guppy ponds. The problem with unity is everybody's a fucking shark, pretty much. Like, so God, it looks damn. like, like I, I, it's, it's, I look at y'all and I think, and it, like, it's funny because you look like you, you, you shouted out the Meow Brothers, and like most people who don't know a goddamn thing would look at them and be like, I feel so sorry for them. I was like, y'all don't see them compete either. Yeah, but like you see, like okay, so we have it's a Mora or and Jefferson, mm. these brown belts, mm. Jonas. Andreas, whatever is yeah, Jonas, uh, of course Bones, Eddie. Um, we had some blue belts. Uh, Anthony uh, lost a close match to the guy who won his division. He's a blue belt. I yeah. mean, I mean, dude, like even our blue belts, like when black belts come over, are like, dude, what the fuck's up with the blue belts here? And it's like they're kind of conditioned to your like that shit, man. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not gonna like. Do something like weird and fancy to them, and they're gonna like lose that mentality because we yeah. push mental toughness at Unity. It's one of the things we push next to good jujitsu is mental toughness. Well, the other thing that we laugh about too is, you know, this weekend you put in a real, a real X factor, which you have these Rotolo twins who look like, you know, they're the future and they dude, look amazing. badass, dude. Yeah, just amazing. Yeah. But at the same point, you're thinking like, don't think they're 15 year olds. Holy you fuck, gotta you gotta do them. it. And yeah. then afterwards, you know, it's all good and competitive until you take a second and you're like, oh shit, that, sh that 15 year old got told really bad. Oh fuck. And then you look at it and you go, but that's what the, they're all signing up for. He would do yeah. the exact same to you guys. I, he would have done it. He would have healed that shit. Like, you gotta remember that shit, man. Like, yeah. you know, like, 
It's like Gordon was talking about Nikki. He's like, yeah, you'll be like sleeping on Nikki thinking of some 15-year-old and he'll pop your shit real quick. And and, and the quicker they learn that stuff in life, yep. the better it's going to make the sport. Well, the the, the levels are going to climb. Sport, but then the more you realize them, like, holy shit, they've got like 15 more ADCCs to go. Yeah. These kids have whatever. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Especially as science goes ahead and fixes everybody in yeah, the future. who the fuck knows, man, with like stem cells and shit. Like, exactly. oh, we just put a Band-Aid on that. <laughs> Do you, need, you need a new leg. All right, we'll, we'll make that again, you know? <laughs> that would be great for practicing uh, leg locks in the future. Because uh, I've already well, told people, and... I'm like, yo, when we get to like 45, people are going to think we're 70 just with all the well, shit we're doing. So me and Eddie are actually like, we're, we're talking about tip-fib breaks for mm-hmm. straight ankle mm-hmm. locks. That's one of my next goals is to actually break a tip-fib with a straight ankle lock. Mm-hmm. Because I don't I don't know if it's ever been done in competition, maybe once, but like it, it's definitely like one of those things where like that's that's a that's a that's like a, a staple for a straight ankle locker. You know, like, because everybody's like, oh, hill hooks this. I'm like, people are just scared of hill hooks a lot of times why they tap, you know? Yeah. More people tap from, like, the initial, like, scaredness of a hill hook. But when somebody taps from a straight ankle lock, it's because they know their foot's going to break or their Absolutely. ankle or their shin. So the next step is to actually, like, compound fracture somebody's shin, like, straight out of the – so the well, craziness I... of, like – I look forward to seeing that highlight and then immediately probably throwing up in my mouth <laughs> from it. We're just two actually, different people, I, but I, I mean, I don't. I actually wouldn't wish that on anybody. But if it happens, I would be like, "All right, now, right. <laughs> I can get some seminar deals off of this." You know, like that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, I'll tell you this much though: everybody's got their niche, right? They one hundred percent don't not play those videos. Yeah, because you know? when those videos happen, they're like, "Isn't this terrible? Look at it." And I remembered yes. when uh, Ethan, he broke somebody's arm at the West Coast Trials yes. out here. And I went to go get food. I, I literally took, like, one match off to go get some food. And then one of my friends was like, oh, did you see that he broke somebody's arm or, you know, it was a really bad break? And I just go, oh, yeah, I didn't see it. Good thing I didn't. They're like, here, look <laughs> at this. And I was just like, oh, God. Oh, I'm eating this. That was a terrible choice to eat at the same time of looking at this. And they're just like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, when you see someone's arm go to jello, my first thing isn't like, yeah. My first thing is always like, blah. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, you know, Aaron, this has been great. I wanted to reach out to you because, A, we've never interviewed before. B, okay. I think that it's so important that you guys who work so hard get the recognition before you even Thank start you. the next step. Because uh, your performance wasn't just historic. It was fun to watch, man. Like, you're always a game competitor. And things that make me happier when I see game competitors, you know, get their days, get those moments that they put in and they, they work hard for. So I wanted to make sure we had the opportunity to chat today. Thank you so much, man. Not a problem. All right. So can we shout out, you know, anybody you want to shout out, training partners, sponsors, anything we can take care of before we get you on out of here, sir? Uh, yeah, I'd like to thank uh, Tatami, North-South Jiu-Jitsu, um, Origin Labs, Lost Empire Herbs, um, Marilla Santana, uh, Devante Johnson. There's so many actually. Junior Acasio, mm. Eddie Eddie Cummings, everybody um, who's who's actually not only just made my jujitsu better, but made me a better person. Mm. Um, you know that was. I mean, I have my hangups. I have my dark side, and Marilla stuck by me. Uh, my team is stuck by me. My wife is stuck by me through all this, and those are the important people in this 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 life. Um, you know, so yeah, it's been it's been an emotional thing, and it's 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 amazing, man. Like, thank you everybody. Thank you for putting me on. I hope it was entertaining and not disrespectful to anybody. I think you're you gonna know? be okay. <laughs> I, okay, good. Well, I have a I have a pretty low tolerance for when people want to bitch on things. I'm just I like, I just worry Marillo's gonna hear it and go, oh, dicks. I think what for the most say? part Marillo nah, will understand. I think I think he's gonna be like, wait, he's, he's but like I, I I think of him like my dad sometimes. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like, did I say something? Dad's gonna hear that and he's gonna be mad. I'll usually no, say he's... this. There, there is a moment uh, just in base in all the years that I've been doing this where what I'll do is if somebody said something really fucking out there, I usually yeah. go, okay, 
So you said this one thing. Can we get a clarifying yeah, statement yeah, yeah. on that? I, I love doing that to people like in, in person. They're like, well, I don't. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. You just said. I just, I always want to make sure because I know the headline that comes. I know the thing that happens next. And yeah. I know that there's going to be some jujitsu TMZ that's going to run with the article that says. Oh, you're going to get smacked at a jujitsu tournament. Like, and that's Johnson. great. Like you have fun. Said today, can't wait to break someone's arm. Could it be this guy? And it's always like, no, he didn't say that. He just nobody said. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit. Like, oh man, we edit it, and it'll be like Tex Johnson said he was gonna break somebody's leg. When I was talking about like John Danaher, like Gordon Ryan, or like Felipe Benner, it's like no, nobody fucking said that. That's that's not what (laughs) I said. You know, and it's gonna be like, and you'll be like, look, guys, like. Yes, he will try and break it, but that's not what he said, like he your also, name specifically. But I also I also make sure to the very beginning, I'm like, if the gentleman starts the show by telling you his paradigm is you're competing, so he will break it, he has told you the paradigm in which he operates off of. And here's the worst part. That that mentality is what gives you hot fire matches. So yeah. it's a give and take. It may not be yours. But it's his paradigm, totally. and yeah, that's the whole it's, thing. It's my thing, yeah. And so that's that's what I always like to do. I feel like it's important that the person be able to represent themselves and their paradigm, and that I'm not just sitting in here being like, "Well, Tex, you know, let me sprinkle a little bit of what I feel." It's just like, no, we're having a conversation about it, and I'm glad you were able to share that, my man. So, but like, okay, so let's talk about another philosophy. Last thing, mm. it was um, the guy who coaches GSP. Yes. One of my friends got the train with him at TriStar, and he's like, yeah, if I have a fighter who's had whipped cream all his life, I shit in it. And if I've had a guy who's had shit all of his life, I put whipped cream in it. So either way, you're eating shitty whipped cream. <laughs> I, <just, laughs> I want to make sure that was where we ended. Um, well, listen. Tech- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what the best part was? I was like, let's hear this analogy. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we get to hear a very good idea of being like, you know, I I want GSP to tell this story so that he can be like, so when I uh, heard uh, this guy, he enjoy uh, the whipped cream. I I give him some more. But if he enjoy that shit, I put all of my uh, my, uh, shit into uh, the bed. And that is what I give down Uh, to him. Uh, uh, it's anyway. actually his coach, Reese. No, I know. I, I want to hear yeah. him summarize it. All right, all right. Because you call him next. I, uh, I, uh, one of these days, he and I will meet, and I'm going to be like, listen, dog, um, we, we have some things to talk about. I've been doing an impression of you. But, like, they talked, of, they, they, they talked about that with Reese, where he's like, oh, well, like, George is, like, George is, like, knocked out in a round, and he's like, oh, well, like, nobody knock him out. Like, nobody touch him, make him feel yeah. really good. Because he's got a fight coming up, and he, we might have to pull him. Yep. You know, so like it, it's the perfect philosophy for people. Yeah. Live by it. And it makes kidding. sense. All right, it's sir. Fun. I'm gonna get on out of here. We're gonna keep the show going, but I want to say thank you so much for giving us your time thank today. Thank you. We yes, will sir. More than likely, be in touch as you probably get closer to ADCC. But we'll let Please. you get back on in uh, and doing your thing. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Thank my man. you. All right, brother.